Back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always is Dilrup Jayasinghe. I am with you, but I am not with you. I am mentally. across the country. I am mentally not with you. I am mentally not with me. Um, the, 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 you know what? People have been asking me, "How are you?" I'm like, "Well, let me tell you." Between having a heart attack at 37 and having a home country where mom and dad live in, which is in economic and political turmoil, and it's reaching a boiling point, to answer the question, I am not good. But how are you? <laughs> how, are you? how are you? How's work? You don't know what I do. Just tell me about no, your no, job. No. And that's not dismissing any. That's not dismissing anyone else's issues. It's more about going. I'm going to answer this honestly because I feel like the. The other answer of like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm tracking all right or whatever. It's just like, no, it's not true. It's not true. I'm, I'm fucking all over the place. And to give you some context, Ben, on, um, on Monday, I didn't have a phone, uh, a working phone, because I'd forgotten to pay my bill for so long. <laughs> Oh, really? Is that direct debit? Is that, is that, is I don't lie. Uh, somehow the direct debits have always, I've been sus on them. I have like my automated system that I set up that automatically goes it, but I but I, I, I missed a couple of days of actually looking at my finances between comedy festival and things like that. So I keep money in a, it's too hard to explain on this pod. Listen to yeah, Man Sachs, my other podcast, which I haven't done in about six months. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I have a, yeah, so that's how weirdly behind everything is. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to, yeah, I haven't paid a phone bill. So as a penalty, they've gone, we're taking your phone away. It's like, oh, no, no, I have the money. It's fine. I just fucking, I just haven't done my admin. It is funny when you do, like, I'm doing tax again or, it's, you know, getting ready for that time of the year. And you do your tax, you know, you know, go through it and blah, blah, blah. But it is kind of funny because then then you do reevaluate and go, whoa, that direct debit. Do I, do I need Foxtel? Like, do I really need Foxtel, and I was like, I really can't do the answer. Can I give you the answer? You don't. <laughs> no, you don't. And then you can just Man. like go through. But is it tax deductible? Yes, it is. So, <laughs> so, yeah. but don't so, get caught to that trap as well. Just because something is tax deductible doesn't mean it's free money. Totally, you still end up paying the tax on it. But still, it's uh, it's like it's like wait, I was like, do we use it? Do we use it? Do we use it every day? I had to like sit there. And I was like, yes, we, we we will keep it. But if we do keep it, we have to get one of the other rid of one of the other subscriptions. That was the that was the pack. Which one are you going to get rid of instead of Foxtel? Because I think Foxtel is overrated. Oh no 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 no! To be fair to you and your family, you do watch a lot of sport and together Lots as a family. Of sport. So, so that's the reason why family. we're keeping it. But, and at the moment now, it's very exciting because the Giro is on. So it is. Uh, we are we are stuck in there. We are we're watching every day and uh, it's great. It's what, great. what is on? Uh, Giro d'Italia. So it's the Tour de France of Italy. So that's what's happening at the moment. So it's the big race before the Tour de France. Then you have the Tour de France after the Tour de France. You have the Volta, which is the Tour of the Spain. So they're the big three races every year. So we. Are... So Spain happens after France. Yes, it does. So... Right. So it's like you get an Italian entree, like maybe some uh, yeah. spaghetti, like some meatballs, yeah. and then you go have some uh, delicious food steak entrecote. And then you go have a... Uh, What's the Spanish dessert? Uh, yeah, I was trying to think of... I was going to say... Uh, I was going to say something else. <laughs> the, I was going to say... What's the creme caramel? The... the, 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 the fuck. Creme well, so Spanish donuts? Spanish donuts? Yeah. You know, okay. you the, Two rows? Yeah, and then you dip them in the chocolate. Oh, uh, man, there's a Catalina, something Catalina. Fuck! Anyway, look, I'm, I'm on edge. 
I want to ask you the last episode we did a full pretty much a more or less a full breakdown catch up of the heart attack that I had exactly uh, four weeks ago now um, and in that process we didn't a lot happened in those four weeks but this is what I find fascinating like that that's a big life event for you like that day mm-hmm. will always remain in your head and kind of stuck yeah. in mind because I was like but then like like so much happens in those four weeks. I've seen you like a couple of times. You've gone five states in like you know five, you know five two weeks. In five days. Yeah. yeah. Like so, just like insanity. And then and then I think about that. And I'm like, oh fuck yeah, he's he's had a heart attack. And and yeah, then life goes on. You're lucky that life continues to go on. <laughs> like you know, like yeah, the idea of life going on is a uh, it's misleading, or rather, it's a um, it's misrepresented as to what you might see on social media versus what I am, you know, actually going through. Do you know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's one thing that I guess people, it's a lot of the work that I've said yes to uh, post heart attack is still like, not, it's not commitments that I can't break out of. It's stuff that I've said yes to even after finding about the heart attack. Right. Yeah. And I think it's a, that is a testament to how much loss of control I feel over the last two years, like especially when it comes to work, we've lost work for two weeks, uh, for two years because of a fucking pandemic. Then, you know, we come back from Melbourne Comedy Festival, I lose another week there. So there's a lot of elements of, of me saying yes out of pure joy rather than necessity. Like I just like, ah, oh, I'm so excited we get to go back again. So however, having said that, I am extremely more cautious about what I say yes to now. So for example, there was a gig that a friend of ours, you know, um, had someone pull out in the last minute because they got COVID and they said, hey, it's in lawn. We'll get a, you get picked up from your venue after comedy festival. You go there for, you know, two hour drive, do a half an hour set and two hours back. It was good money. And I was like, oh, mate, sorry. I'm going to have to say no to that because, you know, that's putting a lot of toll on my body um, after this incident. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, no, no. After the solo show, I need to wind down and I need to I'm happy to do it. <laughs> How did you yeah. get that? <laughs> <laughs> so does that make sense? Like it goes, it's it's, yeah, it's totally. misleading where it, it looks like, oh, you know, party time for this guy. He's just bouncing around having a great old time. And then the truth is, it's like, no, no, like these are, these are my commitments after putting restrictions on of going, no, no, this is like the, the minimum I'm allowing myself. Yeah, that's good. But now you're in Perth doing shows. Yep, I'm here for the week uh, in WA, uh, which is, isn't this heartbreaking for poor Maddie, you know, who's left WA to be with me. And not only am I barely at home, but I've gone to see her family before she has. <laughs> so brutal. It's funny now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So brutal. <laughs> so uh, brutal. And, anyway, so um, tell me about you, my friend. So when did you test positive for corona the novel coronavirus well um i test positive before we were all allowed to leave the house now the rules have changed a lot in four weeks um you had a heart attack i had covid just before that i think i just got out i got it on the start of school holidays which was brutal but all i remember is the kids came home from school holidays and we were Mm. about to go away for a week and then I said, sorry, we're trapped at home for a week. So I had to cancel accommodation, cancel restaurant bookings, cancel absolutely everything. Um, the annoying thing is, though, because we've all got it in the school holidays, means 
we could possibly get it in the next school holidays <laughs> because uh, I don't know about you or my, because I think we, I talked about the podcast, the camping trip. A lot of people on my camping trip got COVID in yeah. uh, January. They're all getting it a second time. So, you know, wow. so, you know, your 12 weeks are up. You're like, hello. And the second time, guess what? Surprise. It's worse. <laughs> is there a point? Is there a, yeah. Uh, is there a, I mean, I know that the guys from the dollop, um, uh, Dave Anthony and Gareth Reynolds were in town and they were talking about how horrific the situation is in America with long COVID and the the impact of that, that it's having on their friends and stuff who are like brain foggy and, you know, loss of taste and things like that, which he's like, they were like, man, it's like, Dying is one thing. We, I think they've stopped dying, people dying as much from it, but they're ignoring the, the long COVID impact of stuff. Long COVID is a thing. Now, I have had one friend who still uh, is in bed four or five hours a day and got it uh, as part of our camping trip. So she has not been able to function properly at all, like proper, intense, long COVID. But what I'm hearing so is... So I, I, would, I, would, I would just want to double... I want to clarify when you say four or five hours a day in bed, that's on top of her sleep, right? It's not like she's because some of us have eight <laughs> hours in bed. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. But it's just like it's so funny. So they've had to get in a full time nanny to help with the kids. Like she physically can't do it. Yeah. So it's been really, really hard. A lot of friends have been helping out. Uh, but the the issue I have is like with the states, as you hear about long COVID, um, but because there's not enough people have had it, therefore it doesn't have the same weighting on it. But again, how do you? How do you func- how do you function as a as a society? And that's the thing where now at the moment is the close contacts had to go because you know like you know those lines at the airport getting mm. there early like you know things that actually have to work like hospitals and stuff like that you need staff to get there. So if your child's gone and you're testing negative, then why should you be stuck at home? So they've made a really smart move there. But I was the sickest in my family by far. I was, that's yeah. why I was like, I was pretty, but I was also running on the high of, of comedy festival, like having, you know, my best comedy festival ever, lots of people coming to the show. And then I, I knew I was sick, even though I was testing negative, it wasn't until someone said, hey, test in the back of the throat, because uh, that's where the real reading is. And then when I did that, I was like, oh boy, I am so positive. But the weird thing about it now is like, I'm looking at my calendar now. I have to accept because of my work that I will get COVID again. And I will do everything not to get it. But if I'm in a room and people aren't wearing masks mm. and 12 weeks are up, I can get COVID again. And that really shits me. Yes. <laughs> and it's not the missing of the work. It's the fact that I've got to put my body, because of my job, it put, I'm putting myself in a position where I'm going to get sicky. I mean, okay, I appreciate that. And this is not... To, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say as a dismissing of what you just said, but more as a, as a, oh yeah, I get you. And imagine how it would feel for the doctors and nurses that have been doing it for the last two years. Absolutely. Without, without the, without the vaccine back then as well. And yeah. they still put their body on the line for their job. And then there were still these fucking cunts who were just attacking them. Like, Again, you can believe what you want to believe. I mean, which is annoying. That's one thing to have your own beliefs, but then to outwardly be hostile towards the doctors and nurses who are putting their body on the line. And, you know, that sort of stuff for me was really disappointing in humanity because already I was upset that, you know, there's this divide 
But then on top of that, just because you don't believe it, then to go like saying that doctors and nurses are like, remember they were like like anyone wearing scrubs was getting attacked and shit. It's horrible. That uncertainty. That yeah. this sounds so weird, but I rolled my ankle really badly in Tassie, like absolutely yeah. fucking snapped it. Something. Did we talk? I don't think we've talked. No, about I don't think we talked about it. So, so break I, it down. So I. Wait, so yeah, how good. was your with COVID? I feel like we we didn't close off that point. We'll get to Tassie yeah. in a sec. To be honest, I it's pretty boring. Like it's Wait, just, no, when you said it, you had it the worst. But then in the scheme of things, probably not. I had really bad chest pains. I had a cough. Right. Yeah. Um, and I just felt like someone was stomping on my chest. Um, but it was just my children. <laughs> Um, but, but it's like it, it was pretty bad but in the scheme of things compared to other people it just wasn't do you know what I mean it was just like it was having a really bad flu sure okay no 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 I just want to close off that thing because you kind of we had that yeah. hanging in the air without the, any the hardest the hardest part of it which again it's just like that's why I think hopefully leading you know we'll learn from it is like telling kids they're not going on their holidays that they've been looking forward to Telling them that they can't go to the birthday parties they've been invited to. Well, that's a pretty great result for modern science then if that's the hardest part about getting COVID. But you have to deal with the mental load. There's like so many. That was me having a dig. No, 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 no. I mean, that is a good, it's tough. I'm not dismissing the struggle of it. Sorry, if it came off that way. Sorry. What I mean more is that how cool is it that we went from a virus that was taking lives and impacting people in terms of their breathing, their running, their taste, and all of that, that we have now got to this point where the, the, the challenge of it is now more to do with the mental struggle that comes with the rules attached to it rather than the physical attack. Does that make sense? Or I didn't it does. And then, and, and then, but the, the thing about addition now is like, but that, that mental load is now telling up to two and a half years. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, especially and especially for children, right? Like yeah. who don't fully understand what the fuck has just happened. And it's also what half of your son's life? Yeah. You know? How old more, is he? more now. More now. So he's five. And it started yeah. So more than half his life is this fucking pandemic. So and he's and he's really good at it, but it does, it does, yeah. And that's where it's just like, you know, like, well, what's the what's the you know the next course of action and with everything that i had to deal with last year in the lockdowns and being in hospital it's just like all those events add up and so you know like you know we've booked in for the next holidays but you know we have to kind of you know we have to prep everything every every event we have to prep with it might not happen yeah fuck fuck what a level of uncertainty and anxiety um you know we i've talked to friends of ours who uh uh, well, I'll talk about Ivan. Ivan, who um, comes from Venezuela during very political, uncertain times. And for him, you know, that that he grew up with this idea of you don't make plans ahead of time. He has a joke in his show about how, you know, a friend of his back in, you know, pre-pandemic was like, oh, I got tickets to see Guns N' Roses. Awesome. Like, I want to go as well. They're like, when's it? Oh, it's next year, October. He's like, but it's like, it's February now. We don't know what's going to happen in October, but the, the privilege of not being in a politically un, unrested yeah, yeah, place yeah. <laughs> is that you, you you can make those decisions. This is, of course, pre-pandemic, right? But for him, he was like, what do you mean? We can't plan that far ahead. That's crazy. We don't know if the government's going to be altered. <laughs> Whereas like now the rest of the world or, or the whole world now has a sense of that uncertainty and having to go, we're going to do this as long as none of us test positive. Like it's fucking, it's a, it's a harsh one on, 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 on kids. It's a harsh one on 
maybe Gen Z. I heard a comedian pointed out that, you know, Gen Z, imagine when you come out of school and you're like, this is it, my chance to fucking have yeah. a good time and, you know, go out drinking and go backpacking and all that. And like, nah, go back and move in with your parents. Yeah, absolutely. And then as a friend of mine who I got up with recently, who has a 17 year old daughter, it's like, yeah. yeah, but she has now, you know, we talked about her life is too much online, but that yeah. was her life, literally yeah. online. Like, yeah. you know, and that the how biggest, do you stop that? You know, yeah. I mean, also you have to accept that nowadays it's like kids are like, you know, part of their personality is online. It shapes who yeah. they are. And yeah. so you have to, you know, accept that and be part, even though you, you're not really part of that, you have to accept that it's part of who they are. Well, and, yeah. it's, and that's why it's like at the moment now, it's like at the moment I feel like I'm in a, in a pretty good space, but largely because it's like, you know, same thing. I've said no to a fair few things. I've kind of accepted where I'm at at the moment. And also my priorities have changed. Like I'm, you know, like I've dropped a lot of cash on, on health stuff because I just realized, well, you know, that's the biggest priority. It's the one thing I can have control at the moment and, um, and investing in that after, you know, investing, you know, in comedy and doing the shows and you get to the festival, you sort of afterwards, it's sort of a bit of like, a, oh my God, I can't believe that finished. But then also like, well, what's my next priority rather than, you know, and I feel like I hit the ground running after festival, even though I was recovering from COVID. It's like, okay, well, here we go. Like, and so now it's the moment it's like, you know, you know, like we still want to live overseas. Like, and even though that seems so far fetched and it might probably won't happen, doesn't stop us planning it. Let's enjoy the part of it that we've planned everything. We've done all the research that we know that maybe one day we do go. But it's just that thing where it's like, I think in the past, what was the point of organizing anything if it wasn't going to go ahead? What was the point? Like, and so now I'm like, yeah. oh, now we, we've generally changed it. Uh, it's a shift within our family. Like, hey, let's plan that. And if it doesn't go ahead, it is fucked. But fuck, let's put in the effort. Like, because if it does fall off, it's a bonus. And I know that sounds like, it sounds weird, but it's just like, you know, like, like yeah, just, I feel like, and, and new experiences. This is the thing that's really thrown me in, in the last couple of weeks, where it's just like all the things I wanted to do uh, that I put off because it was like, it wasn't a priority or the pandemic hit, it was another lockdown. Like, you know, like I'm- So much of the reading I've done around happiness and trying to understand the science of happiness and how to, you know, one of the things that keeps popping up is the concept of when you're off service to other people. And, and, you know, whatever that might be, there is a human trait or or, um, a, um, uh, it brings us joy when we know we've made someone else's life easier or better or, you know, happier. And, and I remember this coming up with the book Patreon episode with David Quirk, uh, where I sort of said that, you know, if we assume that we're all selfish beings, then by framing charity and things like that as going, this is something that's good for you and it's going to make you happy, mm. then you might as well do it though, because it's like, yeah, you want to be able to say, oh, I do charity because it's the right thing to do. It's like, no, well, sure. But if it's not, if you don't care, but you do it as like, oh, this is going to make me feel happy. And then in the end, everyone wins still, you know? Yeah, No absolutely. one loses from it. No one loses from it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think, yeah. And, and also like, like it, it also the thirst. Like for some reason now, I mm. have a real thirst into or, or maybe if, if anything i have the space to uh jump on my curiosity I, i'm always interested in what other people do but now it's just like i can take it that step further and go 
tell me more like why yeah. like how like you know why do you why why are you doing this like i yeah. genuinely am fascinated and and curious and then go well how can i be involved or can i help or um and i think you know and that might be said that you know i you know i've got enough work till the end of the year and then i'm like i feel a bit more settled which i don't think i've had in the last god knows how many years right right so, right right and then you have the brain you have the mental and time capacity to now be there for other people that you didn't have during the pandemic when you were just trying to you know keep your survive. family afloat yeah and survive yeah that's a great word survive like that's that's the thing and it's also like it's cute like i'm like I also, like to some degree, my apprenticeship has has finished, and when I say apprenticeship, I mean two young children. Like I am now in the prime age of it is. Like they always say, like especially for for girls between five and twelve is just the golden years for a dad. Like it is just so special and make the most of it. And same with you know boys. And so they say it's like you know maybe a little bit older, but like from seven till. Um, 13 and so in the moment I was like I've just hit that age and and at the moment now my relationship with my daughter is so much fun like her observations on stuff I'm like that is goal is so funny only your brain would think like that and I think and I think at the moment the reason why that's happening is because there's that space there's that normality of you get to have you get to be your own person in your own environment at school and then I get to pick you up and then we get to have another adventure for like three or four hours till it's dinner time. And I think that a, a big part of that, that sort of that balance for a child's life or a family's life was taken away like so much because you were just trying to survive, not trying to kill each other inside your own house. So for me at the moment, it's just like those fun bits are actually, you, you quite, you're actually really enjoying it because you're like, not say this is what it's supposed to be like, but this is what I've been hanging for. This is what I want. Like, so, you know, like I can't wait to pick them up because I've already made a really exciting dinner and it's going to blow their minds. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, they're just going to be fun. And, and, and I'm going to set it up. I'm like, we're having soup. And Tao hates soup at the moment. Fucking hates it. He's so over soup. He's <laughs> just like, and little does he know, I made this really nice Thai salad with homemade sausage rolls. He's going to flip. I can't wait for him to flip. Like, it's just going to be so much fun. So... Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny to think that even though they're hanging for school holidays, we're hanging for a family holiday. At the moment now, we've had COVID. We've all had it except for Teo. So mm. let's just enjoy these this this period of of somewhat normality, maybe a bit of immunity, mm. and then when it, those three months kick up, which is what they're saying, deal with that when it arrives. The incident in Tasmania. Oh. Roll the ankle. It's fucked. I've got arthritis in there. All the best. <laughs> what a great story. I mean, you should do you should do storytelling as a profession. Like, well, you know, know, do you tell stories on stage? But, but that's, that's my only new bit of stand-up. The Tasmanian oh, it sounds hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's a killer bit. It's, it's, is, that uh, how you, it's, is that how you deliver it in the stand-up as well? But put it this way. You've heard this story. But for the listeners... Well, yeah, but I know the listeners haven't. Hobart is the greatest place in the world. I love it. I was there last Thursday. It's the greatest place. It's beautiful. I have romanticised it a bit. I have actually spoken to friends that are there for a while. It is great. They had hazards issues. Um, but um, And we have friends over there who have been living there for quite a few months now, um, filming stuff over there. And But what I find super interesting is uh, I 
was uh, I got onto the e-scooters, Dill. I, I got onto mm. the e-scooters. And then I was on my way to do a gig there. Uh, it was about 6 p.m., pitch black. Uh, there's only three street lights in North Hobart. It's very dark. And I was looking at my phone, looking for an e-scooter. And as I was walking, I rolled my ankle. But because it was so dark, I heard... As you were walking, you rolled your ankle? Oh, yeah. With the e-scooter? No, no, no. I was looking for an e-scooter. So the light in my okay, face... My apologies. Apologies. light yeah. in my face, uh, right. looking at the map. And then I rolled it. And I thought so I does this snap. then does this come under accidents that happen with an e-scooter or this is because point. it's almost it's like isn't it it's like isn't looking it for an e-scooter. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Uh, even though for people, I'd love to understand the 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 uh, the laws behind it when they when you uh, first join up for an e-scooter and it says it's okay, we've got the insurance policy covered for you. We're looking after that. I was like, really? How does this work? I'm pretty what sure that the, when you're on the road, it's TACs looking after it, not you. But anyway. But uh, also, well, I don't know how much insurance is going to help you when you die. <laughs> so many accidents at the moment with these scooters. Yeah. It's disturbing. Like, it's I, disturbing. I, I love the scooter system that's in Brisbane and in um, in Adelaide. I don't know about the one in Melbourne. I love Melbourne, my favorite city in the world. However, I just don't think it's built for it. No, no, but also when you're a local, you hate them. When you're in another town, you love them. Right. So maybe that's what's happening. It, it is. It's so funny. It's like you just like look at them. You nearly hit them. You're like, don't fuck. It's always people take quite often as tourists taking them to like some weird ass place. Like I, my favorite bit was I pulled up in front. I was looking at Google Maps, and there was mm. a guy who started beeping the horn. He goes, "Get off the fucking road, you tourists!" And I just yelled back, "I'm from Melbourne." <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're still that, a tourist as in, as in this was in melbourne no, no no this is in tassie so it was just that thing yeah, was like, so yeah mean, you are a tourist exactly and then they and then, they had, and then they had the best phrase what's their favorite phrase to say to a tourist i don't know go back to the mainland oh love it heard it so many times it was brilliant i get that when i'm in melbourne <laughs> and it's mostly me so yeah. um so anyway so i roll the ankle right and I and it's bad, like it's really bad because so bad is I fall straight onto my right knee, and at the time I didn't know it, but I also cut my left hand and my head. So my head hits the ground, so I yeah. completely go through it. Now, what it founds out is you have big three, big three tendons or ligaments on either side of the ankle. I took out two of them on the left hand side, so I really went through it. I hear a guy in the pitch black from behind me in the distance goes, "Are you okay?" And I go, classic, I was like, mate, yeah, fine. And then followed with a quivering, no, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and then he came over and picked me up, put his hand up, like, arm around me, then walked me, hold me back to his house, which I knew, stuck me on the porch. Did you start crying there? Is that, oh, you almost started crying. I almost started crying. It, it, sort of the shock kicked crying. in. So I was like, I was like, I was like, I'm in, I, I just, I was like, oh, I've done my ankle so many times. I'm like, I'm really in I'm in trouble here. And I'm mm. like, and I was um, meeting a good friend of the show, Tom Ballard, for dinner before the show. So I mm. texted him going, oh, look, I'm not going to make it. I'm in, in, in trouble here. He gets an ice pack. Then he goes, uh, I'll just grab my wife. I think my wife's got pain killers. She comes out. She's an ex-dancer, an ex-ballerina. She goes, I know mm. everything about ankles. Then after they ice it, she gives me some anti-inflammatories, then tapes it for me. And then when I said, look, thank you so much. I said, oh, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, I'm a comedian from Melbourne. I'm about to do a show. She goes, they're like, tell us a joke. She goes, get in the car. 
I was like, what? She's like, well, you could, we're driving you to the gig. And so then they drove me all the way to the gig. And then I was like, and I was like, do you want to come see the show? And he had a great line. He said, nah, enough's enough. <laughs> Oh, that's a great man. <laughs> Such a great man. Like, enough Were you um, trying to do gags with them in the car? No, because I was I was in shock. I was so like, they must have been like, this guy isn't funny at all. <laughs> he's like, I think he's doing a play. Spoken. <laughs> yeah, <it's a> <laughs> yeah. So um, so but then but what made me love is like it was so nice. Um and uh and and it was just, that was just so lovely, and I was just so grateful. And look, I was lucky that I was getting driven to the next gig. Uh, the next day because I was like I would have been I, I, would, I just couldn't drive I was doing anything I was just like just hobbling around until this day so it's been three nearly three weeks since I've yeah three weeks today yeah um, it was the last and, week of the comedy festival right yeah and um, I'm still just like the ankle just there's a ligament on the inside of your ankle that holds your ankle up like this still straight and then it just leans over like this it's like nothing's Ugh. holding it holding up the ankle uh, so i am wearing a brace. are you riding yeah i'm riding i'm riding okay and then with the brace it's okay but as soon as i take the brace off i'm like what's holding this thing together here like come on mm. yeah 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 how am i yeah far out so it's and how has this impacted your physical um exercise i guess well i couldn't do anything for the first two weeks and so it's yeah. only in the last week that I've been riding again and uh, doing. You started running already? No, riding, 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 riding. Riding. I'm oh, sorry, sorry, because I got really jealous because I I still haven't been given the clear to exercise other than walk. How many months have you got to go? Um, I'm I'm having an appointment with my cardiologist, 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 yeah, cardiologist. um, uh, on next uh, Tuesday. So hopefully they'll be like, hey, look at you, you fucking superstar. Yeah. This, everything's great go go back to running and shit i don't know i hope they say that because i'm a little <laughs> i'm really i'm really down about it like like it's just fuck it's just funny how running and exercise became a a, a coping mechanism for you and me after the health changes we made absolutely and then, then between covid and between um the heart attack i haven't been able to run for over two months now i think yeah, it just sucks. It just sucks because it's yeah. like you have to then either replace it with something, which isn't food, which is easier mm. said than done. But it's also like that's why, like, even though I haven't been able to exercise or ride, so you know what I had to do, which killed me, is I had to download Uber. Hey, you finally, finally caved. And I was so annoyed because there was a taxi driver that took me from the airport and with the rolled ankle and trying to get to my show on time from the airport and he took every long turn. And I think I did use the words, are you fucking with me? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And then I downloaded Uber. And then within two weeks, just spent so much money on it. Oh, it's like, so good, isn't it's it? It's so disturbing. So it is now deleted again off my phone. But yeah, at um, least you didn't do Uber Eats. No, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. No, you um, said give yourself a pat on the back for that, mate. Um, yeah, because you can do it on the same app. You don't need as I thought you needed a separate app for Uber Eats, but clearly you don't. No, you do. Oh, oh. Yes, I, you need the same. You can have the same account. You can have the same account. Oh, okay. But I don't think it's the same. But unless I'm outdated, um, I assume that it was a. I mean, I'm still on separate apps. 
the um but yeah but i so i so i did that but again like so even then on tuesday uh i you know rode uh, i think it was 22 kilometers which is my normal mm. compute from gig to gig to gig and mm. that took a lot out of me and i'm in a lot of pain but hopefully i'll be able to get rid of that muscle pain when i pick up my new therogun uh tomorrow oh. welcome to the party yeah. benjamin lomas what yeah. uh, type of Theragun? What uh, the same one as yours? The the one with the the A shape, that sort of the one or the smaller one? Uh, oh God, I don't know. It was yeah, is in the big one or the small one? The big one, the big one, the big one. Big one, right, right. Because I showed you, I've got two. Oh yeah, the mini ones. Yeah, yeah, no, no, the, oh. the, the big one. So um, yeah, buddy, when does that come in? Uh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to be up today. It's supposed to be today or tomorrow. So um, um, can but... you are you comfortable sharing what the going rate? of it is at the moment yeah so i got on special jb hi-fi for 400 bucks 400 yeah it's something special i saw that i've been waiting for a while and Fuck then, yeah yeah because they were like it's really expensive it was like 700 something and then they just went i think special. i got it at 900 yeah <laughs> so at this time i was like i was like oh no i was like actually i'll, I'll do that and uh and so yeah but so, it's an investment in your health i know but also i just it's fun it's fun, and also the mass, like just the massages of loosening up the muscles, and especially when you're doing more Pilates, uh, more Pilates. It's just that I think I was like, just just to get a bit more blood flow and a bit more stretch in the muscle. And but I think about getting one of those smaller ones and doing it in the sauna. Yeah, maybe. Look, why not? Just fucking you. You're clearly rolling in the cash at the moment, as much as you're rolling in your ankles. <laughs> I, I wish I was rolling in the cash. I want a new car. Has anyone got a secondhand Subaru Outback? Please, please message me. Uh, uh, the uh, the thing I wanted to quickly finish up on is um, it, uh, 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 an old Fitbit topic that uh, you know is probably where we got most of our listeners. I'm bringing it slightly back in, which is I, um, after the heart attack, after the touring, after the comedy festival, I jumped on the scales for the first time in months uh, because my jeans, so I've been using my clothes as an ind- indicator Do of I'm. where I'm at and my jeans started to feel really tight. So I jumped on uh, 98.5. Well, my dream weight. <laughs> <laughs> Like dream weight, just to no, old sure, school okay, listeners. Yeah. 98.5 is my goal weight. That was my dream right. weight. But for me, that's for a bloke who came you in got to 78. 78, uh, say about two years ago or two and a half years, uh, a year and a half ago. That's, year a, and a, half that's ago. a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty big fucking uh increase. So, totally. yeah, look, I need to, I need to start uh formulating some uh some better conscious habits uh, and not use this heart attack as an excuse to not, you know, for, to be, be honest, easy let, way let, let's be a bit real for a second, just if I can, for a, um, for a brief moment, not try to be funny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a tough couple of months mentally, uh, sorry, a couple of weeks, I guess, since the heart attack, but, um, and on top of that, you know, the stuff that's happening in Sri Lanka, I think I need to keep telling myself it's okay to not be operating at that same mm-hmm. intense yeah. level that I'm able to, and I know I'm capable of, and maybe take it step by step. Uh, but at the same time, it's a balance, right? Just because there are things that are realistically tough that I'm dealing with right now, doesn't mean that there has to be a, you know, open season of like, just going, fuck it, just, you know, 
just sleeping all day or whatever. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm trying to yeah. find that balance and, and maybe, you know, the next one-on-one catch up, I'll report with some more, you know, positive moves. And especially after the cardiologist, uh, um, cardiologist. Yes, thank you, cardiologist. You know, because yeah. I keep saying I've said cardio so many times. In my yeah, life. yeah, 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 yeah. I was so I was cardio. Cardi- yeah, yeah. So yeah, cardiologist. I say um, hopefully get the clear and then get some habits back in. But yeah, right now it's been tough, man, to find the. Um, I still packed my, uh, you know, my running gear just because, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't worn them. Yeah, it's a bit tough. But anyway, look. But then again, uh, it's the flip side where it's like unless you can walk. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and and you know, that's definitely something that I think, you know, I try to remember and try to remember that I'm really glad that it's, you know, 98.5 as opposed to when I first started this journey and I'm at that, you know what I mean? All those... Yeah. So anyway, so that's where I'm at. Uh, that's just good. That's good. It's like, it's real, but it's still good. Like, like in the scheme of things, could be worse. What? Like you could be 150. <laughs> yeah, true. Good, good. <laughs> like, like you could have pulled that off. Like, like it's so funny. Like, because at the moment now, like I'm on the trajectory of going down again, which I love, and I'm really enjoying it, and I'm enjoying the momentum of it. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but this is the long game. Like, you know, I want to get to pre pre COVID. Yeah. Body. Like, you yeah. know, I was there at 99. Like, and the dream one was 98.5. So yeah, it's that thing where it's like, you know, you've got to, got to keep having it, but the clothes one is the big one. Like, because yeah. then if you like, because I've got, you know, in, in my closet, I've got like a, you know, 100, got two bags, 105 kilo bag and a 109 kilo bag. And I'm hunting for that 109 kilo bag so I can open it like a fucking birthday present. That's very cute. I like that a lot. So it's just like, come on. Oh. You got this. You got and this. And there'll be a volcano eruption. A volcano we never knew about. <laughs> As in, you mean in terms of the future? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cool. Cool. Like, like, All right. uh, well, uh, trying to wrap up, uh, Ben, I've got a Perth Comedy Festival happening right now as this comes out. Uh, yeah. I've got shows uh, this Saturday, the 14th, and Sunday, the 15th. Um, as you know, the show has a lot of stories about Maddie and her family. Uh, and um, her family and all their friends are coming in on the on the Saturday show. I think they bought yeah. half the tickets. It was very cool and very cute of them. Uh, and but if you want to come, yeah, come to that one. That'll be a fun one. Or come to the one on Sunday because I believe um, Maddie's grandma, who gets a bit of a roasting in the show, yeah, she's coming to the show on the Sunday. Yeah. So, so that's going to be another fun one. So any Perth listeners, please do come out and check out probably one of the most bespoke versions of the show. <laughs> that's going to yeah, be that's great. Uh, at, and otherwise, Brisbane Comedy Festival happening at the end of the month at the Tivoli. Um, great uh, big theatre. Great, great big theatre. Uh, yeah, a little bit echoey right now because of how... <laughs> so it would be great uh, and also the Newcastle Comedy Festival I'll be there uh, in between those two big shows so yeah uh, come and check that out then uh, we've got our, our lovely Patreon supporters who are still sticking by us we appreciate that as we Absolutely. navigate this new normal the new world and craziness um, and uh, anything else do you want to share on your end? Uh, no uh, I have had a couple of messages will I do the show again? I will do the show again uh, but it won't be till probably mid-year and probably, you know, I might even do it for the French, for a week at the French. But a lot of people have been asking who weren't able to come to the Comedy Festival 
or whether I'll do the show again, uh, stay tuned. Uh, I, I do want to do it again. Um, it'll be either mid-year or The Fringe, but I, I do miss doing it because it was my best show that I'd ever done. Um, and it was uh, it was great. And uh, and someone approached me in the street and said, I was there when the woman fainted. I was like, yes, that's right. Someone fainted my show at just the thought of my testicles. So I, uh, I uh, yeah, I don't know. I Again, such a great month. Would love to recreate it, but also enjoying the break, uh, not having it too. Um, it's uh, it's nice. Uh, Patreon, again, uh, head there. Uh, there's a back catalogue. We love your support. We couldn't actually do it without you guys. So long-time Patreons, we just, a real special thank you to you. Uh, it means the world to us that you're still with us. All right. Thank you, everybody. Love you all. Okay. Ciao. <laughs>